Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society, how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, tribe. How are you? Me? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing because I'm excited. Excited about the possibility. For you, for me, for all of us. The possibility for us to be able to move into a new paradigm. Sure, there's ways to go and a lot to do. 
However, we have what it takes to infiltrate the system and write the code that's necessary so that the change is felt, seen, and heard. We are on a new horizon, one we haven't seen before. On this precipice, as we look off into the world, at the world, we can't keep putting our energy and focus on the things that we don't like. Instead, we have to put our energy on accepting that the things that we truly desire is already created. The momentum of change is up to us. It can be a very long, drawn-out process or a very quick and easy one. And all it requires is for us to shift our focus, our attention into that which we choose to see. In order to do that, we have to understand our own technology. I'm not talking about your computers or your iPhones or your Androids or whatever type of device you have. I'm talking about the real source of technology. The technology of nature. The technology of your biological spacesuit. You see, a lot of the world problems that we've had up until now has been because people are unaware how to use their technology. They don't know what to say, what to think, how to react, how to perceive the world they live in. They don't understand the world they live in. They just accept it and they think that the world they live in is real. It's only real because that's what we're putting our attention on. You see, everything around you is moving. And when you place your attention on it, it stops. It's still moving, but it stops and waits for your consciousness to connect with it. And then it keeps moving. You see, the understanding of that is it's happening so fast, faster than the speed of light, that your thoughts, your words ripple out and back in just that quick. And the question we need to ask ourselves is what is it rippling out and what will be rippling in? Our words are our greatest source not just the ones we speak, even the ones we think. If we're looking for the universe to give us validation, we're never going to get there. Because the universe's validation should not be how we create as individuals. When's the last time you chose to tell yourself how excited you are for amazing possibilities showing up for you? And how open and free you are because there's a big opportunity coming your way and you're so excited 
so you're getting yourself ready for this amazing experience? When's the last time you told yourself that a bunch of people are talking beautiful things about you, sharing amazing things about you, and spreading your good name around the world? A lot of people only perceive from where they are. And they perceive the reality that they see as real and then react to it to give it more validation. You see, the only thing that's real, that's really real, is the power that sits in the center of your being. That beautiful, lovely power. And it sits at the center of your being, waiting for you, waiting for you to notice it, waiting for you to interact with it in a way that is the right way, a way that allows you to see and witness the power of this beautiful light inside of you waiting on you waiting on your words or your thoughts your beliefs your reactions waiting to create the very thing you say the very thing you think the thing you react to it's waiting for you to say to it on some level what it can do and what it can be. Most of people's lives are in turmoil because and it's not their fault. Sure, you may think it's their fault. However, it's not. And the reason why I can say that so clearly with so much certainty that it's not their fault is because the system didn't teach them or even give them an inclination on how this biological spacesuit and its energy source and its technology functions in this world in the most harmonic way. Notice I said harmonic as in harmony meaning in harmony with right if every living thing around you the trees the water the sky the air the sun the grass animals if everything around you is making music creating a tone a frequency Is your tone where you're at right now and the way you think, perceive, react, and believe? Would your tone harmonize with their tone? Because if it doesn't, this is what creates destruction and chaos and degradation and pain and suffering because the frequencies don't go together. And so there's no harmony. There's no symphony. There's no magic. 
everything has an energy that's singing to the universe. And we as a species have been singing off tune and we have the ability to get in sync and sing on tune with everything around us so that the sounds of the universal symphony can be heard through all time and space, throughout every aspect of creation because it merges and sings with the other songs from other planets and other galaxies that once together creates a unified energy connecting us and allowing us to meet, share and create more. (laughs) It's pretty interesting, isn't it? How just by us singing off key with nature and the animals and the water, the rivers, the mountains, the caves, the oceans, the rain, the sun, the moon, the earth itself. We suffer. We suffer and the earth suffers. And the only reason why we suffer is because we want to have dominion over the whole entire orchestra instead of realizing that we are better off being a part and witnessing the collaborated efforts of creation to sing with us to dance with us in the same way that happens in nature it happens in our body as well If you are holding on to emotions, if you are putting poisons in your body that don't sing with the body's notes and keys to create a symphony of a beautiful ecosystem, both in the outer and the inner, this is why people get sick. It's why people have mental decline because we're not in sync with our bodies we're not in sync with nature and our body comes from nature yeah so you're probably wondering okay I get that now so what do we do that's a very good question I'm really glad you thought of it so what we do is we start to observe and discover by observation, not reaction, what notes and frequencies need to be brought through to return everything to harmony. And the only way we can do that is by balancing out the feminine and masculine energy, but not balancing them, merging them. You know why? Because they represent the attunement of our vessel. Pretty miraculous, don't you think? That when the masculine is operating over the feminine inside of us, 
we can't tune. We don't know when those frequencies are off. We can't sense it. We don't understand it. Because our tuner, our natural tuning, right, that attunes us to getting back in that space of that rhythm, of that note, of that symphony, can't recognize any of the frequencies because it's not tuned. And people talk about male versus female. Women are this, men are this. Okay, great. I think we got enough of that. I think we got enough of that education. The question now is, how do we, as a species, merge and synergize both the masculine and feminine? We don't do it by holding our ground and our polar opposite. (laughs) No. We do it by acknowledging what is the feminine and masculine in us and what do we need to bring them together. Sort of like playing matchmaker with yourself. But instead of setting up a friend on a blind date or wedding planning for someone or just being a great matchmaker, you are actually learning how to observe the masculine feminine energy in you and are they equal and are they operating in unison, in synergy? And you'll know the moment you begin the journey of that introspection that requires you to be in observation so you can see are they both supporting each other and are they able to come into a marriage with each other it doesn't matter if you're a man or a female or if you don't identify as either all that matters is that these two energies come together so that you have the power of attunement the power of attunement it's pretty amazing the power of attunement allows you to sense frequencies and energies images sounds anything anything that exists within consciousness and spirit and be able to bring it back into a place of harmony and balance balance meaning the harmony the ability to bring all parts together to create something even greater and more profound. Do you know why the system spends so much money of taxpayers' dollars and so much money using companies and corporations and organizations to create any type of stir that they can financially or individually or collectively to keep people in disarray with themselves and with each other? keep them in a place of panic and fear and disillusionment and believing that the other person has more than them and so therefore they have a right to act out in aggressive and angry and judgy and criminal ways because the crime is never the crime the crime is against the self because you allowed a system to manipulate you enough to make you believe that you're right over someone else or they're right over you. 
instead of the whole right and wrong thing being completely dissolved into nothingness and that the only thing that really matters is your togetherness, your cooperation, your ability to collaborate within the collective of resource. And that collaboration within the collective resource makes it so that each person is operating in their autonomy, not in fear of that another person exists and contrary to who they are and their beliefs, but you have enough security acknowledgement within yourself that you feel safe to share your life, your planet, your resources with everyone so that everyone is able to be in that space of empowerment, that space of acknowledgement, that space of care and love and potency that allows you to be able to share ideas and information, not from a place of I'm right, you're wrong, or you're wrong, I'm right. However, from a place of understanding and collective gathering for the resourcefulness of evolution and adaptation and thriving. And all of these things are really truly the most important things is how do we come together? How do we let go of the hurt that has been caused to all of us and to all of our ancestors? The hurt that we want justification for and to get that justification, we're willing to judge and hurt another person, which only keeps the hurt in its place and the crime and stated as normal functioning of human development, war, tyranny, division, hate, all of these things. For what purpose? None. Because you share this planet too. So if you self-destruct, the possibility of all of us being able to ascend you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself if you choose to hurt another person. You're only hurting yourself because the rippling effect will keep rippling and rippling and rippling until it gets back to you. And then it will knock you down. Might even take your life. Might demobilize you. Restrict you and confine you. And you don't even know why. And it was all because of that behavior, that energy that you've been emitting out into the world has rippled so many times until it's gotten back to you. Now you can call that karma. When shamanism, we don't look at karma the same way. What we do look at is responsibility. The ability to show up and respond with love and kind to any situation that may occur so that you are always in a space of holding for the other person, not telling them or shoving down their throats what you think about things. Everyone has an opinion. The question is, is the opinion supporting our global transformation and our ascension? And if it's not, then my ears don't need to hear it. 
You see, people can say, oh, that's spiritual bypassing, Shaman Durek. And I would say, on the contrary, it's not. The idea that I choose not to give power to all of the destructive capabilities of darkness on the planet and all of the ways that people choose to act out of character by not giving rise or giving attention to these things, I am able to move beyond these things, these ideas, these these contractual agreements, these experiences that we call normal in human nature. And I get to go behind the scenes and see the blueprint I get to see the codes and, the, and all the different frequencies and codes that are being passed through through the matrix and creating realities that are held still in a form of fear instead of a form of love and freedom. So what I can tell you is this. Every day, you have the ability to observe the balance between the masculine and feminine in you, the dance, the Argentinian tango, the waltz, and be able to become the most greatest matchmaker for yourself and synergize them together so that you are able to access powers and information, which is intel, from the great council that knows that you will succeed in this lifetime in which you've carried out to do. Because the truth of the matter is, the reason why things may seem like they're getting worse, it's not, I assure you. The truth of the matter is, is that life can take you by surprise. However, it can't surprise you when you're open and flexible and able to dissolve into water and move through any type of situation with ease and grace, all because you understand what goes on behind the scenes because you're not reacting to the movie. You are now being able to understand the words and codes that were used to create it And you have the ability to infiltrate the matrix from the inside out. So don't run. Don't run from the matrix. Don't run from your ego. Don't run from the darkness. It's time for us as people to stand and take our position at the helm of this revolution. And this revolution isn't about casualties of war. This revolution is about bringing our brothers and sisters back into the harmonic fold that affects all life on this planet. I love you. And I know you know what I mean. Bye. Hey, tribe. So the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. 
Hi, Tribe. The next um, tribal share is from the lovely Angela Green. And the name of the song is Make a Change. You can find Angela Green at angela.x.angel on Instagram. Enjoy.
Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamanduric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I am Shaman Dirk, and I love you. And I am so happy that you're on this planet and that you're all lit leaders of legacy. And for those of you who are new to Ancient Wisdom Today, we welcome you. We're so happy that you're a part of the tribe because we are literally turning it up with everything that's happening on the planet. We are fortifying ourselves and expanding ourselves and holding down more love as love ambassadors. And not only that, we're also understanding what it takes for us to be fully supercharged, to be able to bring in money and to be able to honor ourselves by bringing that to the world and creating businesses and so forth that are ethically and consciously created from the heart and also allowing you to be you and still make money and make change in the world. And there's nothing better than serving the world while also serving yourself. And the best person today to come on to Ancient Wisdom today is my friend, Jessica Zweig, who is the most amazing, powerful woman. I love her so much. Plus, I love her Instagram. I love everything that she does. That's not a joke. Anyway, she is a powerful, amazing woman. And she has written a book called Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your Net Worth 
by simply being you. Now, if that doesn't get you turned on, what does? Not only that, she is just an amazing woman of clarity and confidence and her originality and the taste of what she does for her clients when they walk away from her after a meeting is absolutely beyond amazing and how she holds the space as a powerful woman. And that's what we need. We need powerful women in the world who aren't afraid to be themselves and hold that powerful place in society so that more women can can see that they can do it too. Jessica Zweig accomplishments have garnered her extraordinary praise with INC titling her top digital marketer to watch, Forbes naming her a personal branding expert, and the Chicago Tribune calling her one of the 10 entrepreneurs to follow. So without further ado, I want to welcome you to my beautiful friend, gorgeous, by the way, <laughs> gorgeous, <laughs> like absolutely gorgeous, Jessica Zweig. Welcome. Oh my gosh, Shaman Durek, my love. I am so excited to simply be with you. You have changed my life. You have changed so many lives. You are waking up the planet. We're doing it together. I remember finding you on Instagram too. Your Instagram game is equally fire. And I just started commenting on your stuff. This is how we connected. And this is the power of you know, social media and authenticity and breaking through the walls and of, of our phones. And I, just, I was commenting on a bunch of stuff. And then you DM'd me and you were like, I love your page. You're so powerful. That's what you said to me. <laughs> and it did. And like, and it was like, you know, that's the, such a, a, a cool note that the words that we say, like we can activate other human beings with our vision and our light and what we see in other humans. And you gave me that message. It was so, it was so simple. You are so powerful, but I felt it. And that's how we connected. And you and I've become friends and you've been on my show and, and I've just, in supporting your journey. And I loved your freaking book. It changed my world. And I'm just so grateful to have this conversation with you today. I'm so happy that you have a book and that you're on here today. Me too. Let's, let's dive in. All right. So let me ask you, as an expert in personal branding and personal powerful entrepreneurs and how the way you operate in that world, can you tell us a little about your background and what motivated you to become this leader that you are today for so many people? It was so amazing. So, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because about, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, seven years ago, I would look at women like, you know, Gabby Bernstein and Danielle Laporte and Brene Brown and like, you know, dream of being like those women. And I was actually had a download the other day. I was driving in my car and I thought that I had that thought. And I was like, Jessica, you weren't ready to be that woman seven years ago. You you had a you had a lot of work to do. You had to do the integration and, and accountability and responsibility for how you were showing up and to to step into your own empowerment and activation. And I, you know, I've it's so I want to be really clear with your audience. It's it's really easy to look at a platform like mine that is sparkly and successful, or any platform for that matter, and think, wow, she's so lucky, or she's got it so down, or she's that must that must have been so much fun to build. And yes, all of the things, but where I started is far different than where I am today. And so, you know, I, I actually went to school, to college for theater. I was an actress, an artist. I had zero business background. I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. I did that beat for five years. I, I was a pretty damn good actress, to be honest. I got a ton of work. I did commercials and theater and all that jazz in Chicago, LA, whatever. But I always felt diminished, to be frank, by being an actress. I always knew there was more to me than, you know, what I looked like or like, you know, 
doing commercial copy. I just felt limited. And it was also a really dark time in my life because I was very insecure. I was being told left and right by my agents and directors to lose weight, to clear up my skin, to change my hair. Like it was a very narcissistic time of my life, brutal. Like I had a ton of eating disorders and body dysmorphia and really struggled to love myself. I mean, that came from my childhood, but in my late 20s, it really reared its ugly head and uh, dated a lot of abusive men, like just really didn't know how how truly special I was back then. And then one day in my 20s, I started going out more often in the city of Chicago and was really exploring restaurants and nightlife. I had just broken up with one of those those douchebags that was ready to, to do me. And I met a girlfriend at the time. She was working at a day job with me. I was a hustling actress working all these side jobs. And I met this girl. We became fast friends and we decided to launch a food blog to really j- document our passion for the city of Chicago. That food blog blew up. It became the, the hottest online magazine, in fact, for women in the city of Chicago for seven years. It was fashion. It was food. It was nightlife. It was arts and culture. It was dating. It was such a robust digital platform. And this started in 2008, kind of at the dawn of social media. I ditched acting like overnight. I, I basically became an entrepreneur overnight, but didn't even know, know that. I just wanted to create this platform and create this magazine that would serve women just like me. That magazine grew to 100,000 local readers organically. And this magazine it was called Cheeky, became the it platform for seven years strong. Wow. Yeah, we hosted. I was like a lot cooler back then. I mean, I was like. I think you're so cool. What are you talking about? (laughs) We're not going for that. (laughs) It was. uh, It was like I was much more social. Let's just say I was. I was a socialite. Like I, people called me that. I was that girl that was out six nights a week. I hosted all the fucking cool parties. I was in all the glossy social magazines every month. Like I was a girl about town. And it's it's funny because I wasn't cool in high school and, and I, I struggled with insecurity in my early 20s. And all of a sudden in my late 20s, I was this cool girl and everyone knew my name and I could get in into any nightclub I wanted in Chicago. And I was really fueled by that. That satiated a wound inside of me that I was very unconscious of at the time, to be honest. And what ended up happening, of course, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treasure and honor that chapter of my life forever. I mean, I learned digital marketing. My clients were Nike and BMW and Coca-Cola. Those brands were coming to me, asking me how to market more effectively to women because I had the finger of this audience, like the finger on the pulse of this community, and they wanted to buy in. So if you were a Fortune 500 brand looking to market to millennial women in the Midwest, you were my clients. I worked with like 100 plus clients. So I really got to cut my teeth as a marketer, brand storyteller, social media, you know, events. I grew my network. It was incredible. I will never shit on that chapter of my life. It, it made me in such a huge way who I am today. But on the personal side, I was in a really dark place. We were actually broke. Everyone thought we were really successful on the outside because we, we looked like it. We were, we were killing it. All these girls were following us and we had all these brand partnerships and huge following. But we actually had a horribly cyclical revenue model and it was feast or famine. So we were, we were always chasing revenue and we weren't able to sometimes pay our employees, let alone ourselves. And to boot, I had a pretty toxic relationship with my business partner in that magazine. 
I was getting physically sick all the time. I started suffering from chronic autoimmune disorders. I suffered from depression and anxiety. It was a dark time. And I ended up having a full-on emotional breakdown about five and a half, six years in. And I heard my higher voice at a spiritual awakening for sure. You could, you could definitely call it that because I had always been on the spiritual path, but I had never really communed with spirits the way that I did in this one particular afternoon. And I, was, I had had a surgery from the autoimmune disorders. I was recovering from that surgery. I was forced to sit still for two months. And I, that's when I lost my shit. I mean, I literally had a nervous breakdown during that healing from that, reco- from that surgery. And it was in that breakdown that I heard a higher voice speak to me. And it said to me, Jessica, you are out of alignment. You are not in your truth. You are not living your purpose. And you need to leave this magazine. You need to go on and do something that's more what you're really meant to do with your life, which again, in no, in no shitting on cheeky, but it, it wasn't going to be hosting fashion shows and cocktail parties and writing about you know, where to meet men like for the rest of my life. I wanted to be in deeper service. I knew that in my soul. I just didn't cognitively really connect to that until that moment. And I have this tattoo on my wrist and it says simply be. And it had said simply be. It had been there for years and years. And the higher voice said to me, you need to leave cheeky. You need to go on and do something else and you need to call it simply be. It doesn't matter what it is, but it needs to be a reminder for you to always be in your truth because right now you're not and something has to change. And I, I got all of this information. It was a massive download and I decided to leave. And it took me a year. I had to hire a life coach and do a ton. It really sent me on this path. I started meditating. I started to really look to spiritual thought leaders and study more of that the spiritual space to really understand what what is my what is that truth look like and how do I bring this to life in my own unique way. So I ended up leaving Cheeky. Kind of a messy business divorce with my partner. It wasn't easy. It was like cutting off my own arm. If anyone runs their own business, they know your business isn't separate from you. It is you. I was cheeky. It was my identity at the time. And so stepping away was brutally painful, but it was the right thing to do. And I knew that in my soul. And I started Simply Be. And I, at the time, it was a one-woman show. It was just me. I wanted to consult. After seven years of working with those brands, I, I knew some shit and I wanted to help other people with it. And I, I launched this entirely new business. I made the announcement, I should say, that I was leaving Cheeky to start this new business with two tactics, two actions. I sent out an email to my network, blind copying about 100 people, letting them know that I was open for business. And I I posted something on Facebook. That was it. And within five business days, literally within one week, I had over $25,000 worth of client retainer work and a line out the door because I was only one person. And that was my aha moment. And I'm going to get to kind of where I am now. I'm going to expedite this message because I realized the power of my personal brand in that moment that people associated me with this certain level of success based on the seven years of this magazine that I was running, that they wanted to work with me, that Jessica Zweig had had the equity, not my magazine. People wanted to work with me based on my brand reputation. And I had done that whole thing. It was really one of the biggest aha moments of my life professionally. But on a personal note, I was like, well, I haven't been really living authentically. You know, I don't feel like people really truly know 
the real me. Like they know what I do. They know my professional expertise clearly has merit. I have built this thing, but who I am is much more. And I'm more, I wanted them to understand the humanity. I wanted the world to understand the truth of what I had really been through and, and those lessons in tandem with the professional side. And so this set me on a path to really formulate what it looks like to build an authentic personal brand and that we have to be integrated, not just in who we are and what we do, but our shadow and our light. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. And the more we show up with that humanity, who cares if you're the CEO, you're human. And the more we actually shine that truth, the more we can authentically connect, serve, make a bigger difference in the world, not just drive our bottom lines, which is what we all want to do. Who doesn't want to make money? But I do believe our, our human yearning is to, is to help and to serve. And so that became the foundation of Simply Be, the business that is now a full service agency and consultancy. I scaled it to seven figures within 18 months. You know, I had to get over a lot of my scarcity noise, which we can definitely talk about. But I realized that you really only grow your business to the extent of which you grow as a person. And I have continued to really do the inner work in order for my business externally to thrive. And that's really what I want to teach people with my book is that you have to believe that you are worthy of being seen and known and cherished for all that you are. And then net worth, which by the way, is a misnomer. I, I talk a little bit about money in my book, but net worth is really whatever it is to you, whatever value it is. It could be money in the bank. It could be freedom. It could be a sense of the energy of abundance, but it has to start with you knowing and being in full alignment to your unique imprint here on this planet and stepping forward into that. And then it expands beyond your wildest dreams, to be honest. And that's, that's what's really gotten me here. And, you know, it's, it's been a recent, recent, you know, activation. Like I've been on the path right alongside so many, and that's what I really hope to take people through with my work. Do you feel that there was any obstacles being a female and um, having these um, aspirations to create what you've created? What were some of the, that you felt as a woman, some of the road bumps or the, the, the obstacles that you had to move through and what did it take for you to move through those? Mm, such a good question. I almost want to cry. That's such a powerful question. Thinking about some of those moments. You know, I think that it's really, we are just judgmental creatures by human nature. We look at people, it's it's unfortunate, but we look at people and we can, we tell a story, we cast a projection. And I think being a young woman, you know, I'm blonde, I'm bubbly, I've got a lot of energy. I wear a lot of bright yellow to be really misinterpreted as stupid, as bitchy, as you know, un, unexperienced. And whether it was, you know, during cheeky, cheeky days, we, we actually went after some money. We did some fundraising and um, there were, there were venture capitalists who, you know, basically sexually harassed us and wanted to, you know, sleep with me in order for them to give me money. I've been in corporate boardrooms where men literally, you know, shut their hands in front of my face and tell me to be silent. Like, shh. Um, I've had 
male clients laugh, quite literally laugh in my face when I tell them how much I charge. And all of that's to say, you can use that to define you in, in, an, in a way that, you know, d- determines your worth based on someone else's projection, or you can use that to empower you. And at the end of the day, Shaman Durek, it's, it, I'm so confident and clear in the value that I bring and who I am and that I am more smart than I am pretty. I'm more kind than I am popular or whatever the, you know, monikers people would project. I know who I am so clearly. And that's been my inside job and my inner work that is the utmost priority in my life. That when I get to the point where someone shuts me down like that in a boardroom or makes an inappropriate sexual pass at me or laughs in my face at the value of my work, it empowers me. I, I use it as fuel. And I've Tell me honest- how you use it as fuel. I want to, I want to, because there, there are other women listening and men. I want to know how you use it as fuel. What do you feel inside of yourself when you get into that space? I think the first thing is to allow yourself to feel it. You know, we're not immune. I think the power of processing your emotions to get to the truth is step number one always. So it, it can hurt. It can feel uncomfortable. It can be infuriating. So don't bypass it. Allow yourself to be in those emotions. It's so important. I think we just want to show that we're strong, but really strength is in our feelings and our emotions. That's really where our power is. So that's going to always be step one for me. And then if I need to talk about it, you know, share it with an advisor or a friend or journal about it, like allow yourself to look at the situation more objectively and Sometimes that includes like venting and like being in your anger and being held and seen in those, those feelings and that response and giving yourself time. Don't let yourself wallow. You know, I, I really don't hang on to things like that. I'm not, my mom taught me a long time ago when I was growing up, you know, the power of just not holding grudges and how that can be such poison for you and to really honestly bless and release when when someone like that when something like that does happen however you can't bless and release unless you let yourself fucking feel all the feelings and so for me it's it's a matter of processing i don't wallow i don't give myself weeks to wallow it takes a couple of days probably to allow myself to come through that moment of of anger or hurt and then i and then i i look at the power of what it gave me like that moment just made me stronger in fact, in moments of, of pain and, and surprise and pushback in, in those situations, I actually feel so alive. I never feel more alive, to be honest. Even if it's uncomfortable and it hurts, it's activating me. It's allowing me to feel myself in a deeper way. And what I love about the sides of, of pain to joy is the deeper we go into those depths of pain and hurt and anger, the higher and and the more vibrant the the joy is and the more embodied the experience of you know self-worth can be so there's the there's the the shadow side you know you talk a lot about the power of you know shadow mm-hmm. to really let yourself go there and then feel yourself expand and and so that's what i mean when i say i use it as fuel those moments make make you and 
I can say that not just for when I've been sexually harassed or shut down. I can say that when I've been heartbroken or betrayed or, you know, all, all of the horrible, quite honestly, tough things that come with being an entrepreneur. It is a, it is a ride. It is a roller coaster. And each and every time I get shattered, because I do, it takes me a minute, but I rise. And so I welcome those, those moments, to be honest. I don't wish them, but when they happen, I've gotten better. It's, it's not my first rodeo. I've, I've been, I'm a little older than I look. I like to say I've been around a minute and I've been through a lot. And I think those moments, I would never go back and, and take them away. I'm so grateful in hindsight and know that they were happening for me and not to me. And if you can really drop in, in a moment of disempowerment, when someone is hurting you, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally to, to say to yourself, even if you don't fully believe it in the moment, this is happening for me, not to me. This something recently just happened to me actually. And I was like blindsided and shocked and shook. And the second it happened, I said, this is happening for me, not to me. And I immediately felt the fuel. I felt it throughout my whole body. That's really powerful. Yeah. This is happening. This is, say it again, please, so everyone in the tribe can hear. This is happening for me, not to me. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Thank Who you. does your photographs, by the way? You are so gorgeous. Every single picture of yours is amazing. Oh and, my gosh. And this yellow, how did you come up with this yellow? Is there a story behind the yellow that you choose chosen for your company? Yes, uh, actually there is. I wrote about this in my book. So thank you for saying that, by the way, about my, my beauty that is fully received. I want to tell your audience and I, you know, I, I was an ugly duckling that turned into a swan. Like I definitely still don't fully own the moniker of a, of a beautiful woman. Most, most days I do, but not always. And, and so I just, I really appreciate that compliment because I, I don't always look at myself that way, to be honest. And so yellow is, it's funny. So back in 2016, before Instagram stories, Snapchat had just rolled out into the game and it was the hottest new app. And I was really, really, really excited about it. And I was just sort of reformulating Simply B's business model. And I thought for a hot minute that we were going to go deep on Snapchat consulting because I, I had kind of become an aficionado and I really got into it. And then it faded. <laughs> like Instagram stories launched and, and this is the nature of social media. It's super ephemeral in and of itself and you know, fleeting. And so at the time I was looking to uh, define my logo and my brand colors and I hired a graphic designer to help me with my visual brand identity. And I chose yellow because I thought I was going to be a Snapchat focused company for like two months. But then the Snapchat faded and the yellow stuck. And what's so funny, Shaman Dirk, is like yellow is the color of the sun. Yellow is the color of, you know, represents to me light, joy, positivity, confidence, radiance, authenticity. And, and that was where I was going on a spiritual level. That's where I was elevating to with the start of Simply Be. And it's, it really is quite interesting, the power of color in a brand and, and in one's platform in general, whether you have a brand or not. We process visual data 60,000 times faster than written text. Mm. And so, yeah. So the color yellow has been one of the happiest accidents of my business because everyone remembers it. 
I get yellow gifts from clients. I get tagged on Instagram from people I don't know who are shopping in a boutique and are, see a yellow dress and are like, Jessica's wag needs to wear this. Been you know recognized by by influencers and the media who I've invited onto my podcast are like, oh, you're the yellow girl. It's so interesting how that choice has really played a role in my in certain areas of my success. And I just want to say to your audience, whether it's color or not, or something bright and bold or not, I think it's really just the power of consistency in your message and your and the way you show up. And you are who you say you are to your to your audience over and over and over again. And and so I, I'm I'm obsessed with yellow. It's like, you know, I love it. I am too. Thank you. It, it definitely, when I first came upon your Instagram, it's definitely what attracted me energetically. Um, and then started looking through your stuff and was like, wow, this is amazing. This person's amazing. She's powerful. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's, um, and it's wonderful to see because you're, you have such a, a, a beautiful, amazing, infectious smile that just makes you want to smile by watching you smile. And your, your spirit is just so, so free and sassy and fun and playful and boss lady and everything. It just gives a rise for change for women on the planet. I mean, you literally, you're walking your talk and it's really beautiful to see. And I pay attention to you a lot. And I think, you know, being able to move through those challenging times of dealing with men making, you know, these types of you know, avert um, behaviors towards you that are not called for and necessary or shutting you off instead of realizing that women have a better uh, understanding of seeing things from different angles that they cannot see instead of seeing you as a gift, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, you know, their loss. We get to move into a time where you are demonstrating for other women, okay, yeah, you feel that, you experience that. However, you don't let that stop you. You keep moving forward, you charge, you know? And really like the Athena, like the, like the warriors, um, women that have, that have, you know, triumphed over so much in life. You know, people like Amelia Earhart and, you know, all these different women in, of our time, um, and of times who said, you know, where men said, oh, you can't do that. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? And they ended up doing it. So again, we, we really, you know, have to take our hats off to you for, for being able to have that inner strength and that, that fire in you to be able to move through those challenges. And when it comes to branding, uh, my question is for the tribe for you is what do you feel like really sets a brand into a space that gets noticed and also seen, but also brings um, the quality of clientele and so forth to them? Such a good question. And by the way, one of my astrologers told me that I have the same exact, some astrological imprint as Amelia Earhart. So it's so amazing that you said that. Um, That was really beautiful. So... You know, there's there's so much to say about this. I mean, obviously I wrote a whole book about it, but the power of a brand in my view today, given where we've come in 2021 with the saturation of the internet and just how many people are on it and using it all across multiple channels and websites and different platforms and mediums. There used to be a saying, in fact, it's still around, called content is king. 
okay, this this came about in like the early 2000s when you know YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter were basically the only games in town. And I don't believe in that anymore. I think that people get online and they just make noise thinking that that's how they're going to get seen. Clarity, in my view, is king. And consistency is its queen. You have to know what you stand for. You have to be unapologetically authentic. And I know that word is so overused, but I'm intending to breathe new life into that word this year and with my book and beyond. It really, you really, again, do the inner work to know exactly what you stand for and what you don't. And know that the more you do that, the more polarizing you're going to actually become. And that's an amazing thing. You don't want to attract a million people. You become, or millions of everyone. If you are everything to everyone, you're nothing to no one. That's marketing 101, to be frank. Wait, can and, you say that again? Yep. If you are everything to everyone, you will be nothing to no one. Tell me more about that. So. I believe we want so badly as human beings to be liked. We want to be liked by everybody. But if you want to succeed in your niche and your business and cut through the noise, you have to be willing to be unliked. You have to be willing to be misinterpreted for people to not get you, for people to not care. And to own your own vibration, your own story, your own services, what makes you you. And I have some frameworks in my book that really help to compartmentalize in a good way because branding is an exercise in clarity. What are the four things? I think four is the sweet spot. We can't be what we can't come on the internet and talk about whatever we want. And at the same token, we can't just talk about like one thing. Like if you talked about spirituality all day, people would be like, okay, Shaman Dirk, I get it. But you talk about like your relationship with Marta, you talk about, you know, like Economics. All of it, exactly. Social media. Beautiful. Home, feng shui, everything. Right. And so really drilling into what are those buckets for you and then staying the course and speaking about them in different ways, in your way, over and over and over again, essentially, to cut through the noise. And when you do that, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to polarize people who don't get you and aren't, aren't about that. That's great. The other side of that is you're going to magnetize people who are at that frequency. I talk about branding in the world of business, but what I really am here to teach people about is about their own their own energy, the way they show up. Because as you know, we're all energy. And so the more you really vibrate at your own unique frequency, the more you're going to cut through and reach the people that you need to. And you do not need to reach millions of people to make millions of dollars, if that's what your end game is. I know lots of people who make millions of dollars who reach a couple thousand people and they nurture that audience. They stay true to that audience. They stay consistent to those platforms. They show up and they serve. And their business, their following responds in kind. And so I, I really, with my book, I'm trying to get people away from like the vanity metrics and you know needing to be this, this famous platform. If that's what you want, great. And my book will actually give you a lot of tools to get there, but that's really not, in my view, the point and purpose of building a, a, an impactful brand. It's about really dr- drilling into what makes you, you, and serving your tribe. And that that's enough to fuel your dreams, I promise. And so that, that intersection of really defining, I'll just go back to the buckets of what is your expertise. What do you get paid for? People pay you for your shamanism. People pay you for your spiritual gifts. But 
you also are interesting beyond what you do. There's more to you than what you do. You're a human being. You're a man. You're a friend. How do we combine those elements of you into your professional expertise to bring you alive, to make you that much more relatable and interesting? That's the power of a personal brand. We're not talking about products. We're talking about humans. And so the balance is human beings are complex. We have 80,000 thoughts a day. And yet branding is an exercise in clarity. So my work intends to bridge that gap to help people get that clarity while not sacrificing their authenticity. I love that. When you get a look, when you look at my um, Instagram and so forth, what do you think of my brand? I'm obsessed with your brand. First of all, I love that you come on Instagram and talk on video to your audience often. Like you do live streams, you the videos that you publish to your your own content, your your own feed, I should say, and your colors. Like I you talk about color story. I think you have really bright, bold, like unapologetic imagery. You know, you you're this thought leader, you know, you really are. So I love that you've blended photos of you with quotes that you say, that other people say. You share a lot of your own thought leadership. And the second I come to this, it's a very clear brand story. You're not overly self-promotional, even though you could be like, oh, all these photos are of him, but people need to see you. It's your brand. It's your personal brand. So put your face out there. This is my advice to people listening. And you really keep I think a beautiful blend between marketing your events and your services while also being of, of high service to your tribe. Another thing that you do, Shaman Jerk, which I fucking love, is you, you, you respond to people. You really spend time in your comments, DMs. Like You use this as a portal to connect. And I think people forget that. People think it's all about follower count and engagement when really, I don't care if you have how many followers? 213,000 followers like Shaman Dirk does, or you have 500. Those are all humans. Those are all people, real people behind their phones. So remembering that and show up to your platform regardless of, of the follower size. And the last thing I'll say is what's really great about your page is that you know, you don't look like an Instagrammer. You don't look like a blogger. People think that there has to be an aesthetic, like there has to be perfect. It has to be beautiful. It has to be certain filters, all of that shit, flat lays, lighting, fuck that. What you just need to look like is that you give it, you give a shit about your own page and be intentional. There's a difference between being beautiful and aesthetic versus intentionally aesthetic. And you have a very intentional grid. And that shows that you care about your own platform, which means other people should care about it too. So if your grid's a hot mess, people are going to be like, well, this person doesn't really care about my user experience, like on a subconscious level. And so you really have done, in my view, a, a masterful job and you can feel you through the, through, the, through the page. That is the most powerful thing that you can be on Instagram, in my view. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm so happy I get to hear from an expert. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> your book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. You know, what, what is it that you want the people in the world to walk away from when they read your book? So I call my book the permission slip to be who you really are in the world and the roadmap to build it. And I want people to walk away with the knowingness 
that they belong to be seen and known if that's what they want, that they have the responsibility, not the opportunity, the responsibility to share their message because everybody is here for a reason. We both know that. You weren't put on planet earth for an accident and you you need to take your unique experience and share it with people who can be served and helped by it. That's one. And two, I got to say, I did a lot of market research on business and branding books and I was shocked to see how little people really gave away. Like, I don't think that knowing how to market yourself should be a secret. I saw a lot of books in the, in the scene that were like, let me tell you just a little bit so that you get a, your palette wet so that you can hire me and pay me all this money. And I took the opposite approach. It's you know quite a bit of money to hire my agency. And I didn't want that to be the only way you could engage with this work. I wanted to really democratize it and open it up to the masses. And so my book is so tactical. It's part workbook, in fact. So it will take you on a a complete branding journey from how do you create your message to how do you build core content to what's an actual strategy take? How do you pitch yourself to the media from a PR perspective and get seen as a thought leader to drive your business? How do you maximize social media? I talk about all of it. And really that's the bulk of the book. It's a personal branding book for sure, but it it's actually a personal empowerment book. It's disguised as a personal branding book. So you're going to learn so much tactical expertise and wisdom, truly. My intention was to open up the keys to the kingdom. But I really want, to, very similar to your mission, Shaman Jurek, to wake people up to their own light and to, and to give them the boost to, to shine it and the permission to shine it. And that's really the the heart of my book. And the whole book follows my own journey. So it's got a bit of a memoir-esque story to it because all of these lessons, I had to learn for myself. You know, I have a whole chapter on comparison and, and how we have to actually look at the quote-unquote competitive landscape, if you will, to understand what's working in the space that you're in and how to differentiate yourself to make your own strategy work. But we first have to get over ourselves to really like, lay down the self-directed swords, especially as women. When we look at a woman that's ahead of us or crushing it and feel less than, and then that inhibits us from actually doing this work. And I, I open up about what that was like for me and how I really had to own my own gifts. And the fact that I wasn't going to be, you know, Brene Brown and Daniel Laporte and Glennon Doyle isn't a tragedy. It's a fucking miracle because I'm me. And that was some serious inner work that I had to do, right? So that is the tone of the book. It really does share, you know, this isn't always easy, but we all can do it. And I'm sort of your Sherpa throughout the book to, to let you know that, you know, based on where I came from, I know it doesn't look like it from where I sit now, but if I can, if I can do this, if I can activate, if I can succeed, if I can learn to love myself, than anybody can. Like we have all come from, you know, our own set of wounds and trauma that play itself out in our adult lives. And we can use that as part of our message to be in that much more authentic service. So I know it was a long-winded answer, but I, I there's a lot in my book and I, I can't wait for people to read it. Well, I'm very grateful for people to read it as well. And I'm very happy to have have you here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Uh, This has been an amazing conversation and and I've learned so much, even more about just the way your mind is thinking and the way that 
you know, you've navigated through so many obstacles to be who you are. And it's such a beautiful and just a wonderful breath of fresh air to see what you're doing for so many people and how you're holding that space for others to step into their power and recognize who they are and know themselves and build their brands and and have the information by having such a wonderful book that you've provided for the world. So I am just grateful and thankful for you. And um, I just love you so much. I love you so much too. And thank you for having me on your show. And you know, there's that expression, the light we see in ourselves is the light we see in others. And I, you seeing my light, I'm going to get emotional, was so affirming. And at the same time, I was able to see the light in you because we come from that same corner of the universe. I believe we definitely are soul brother, sister and I just am so clear that we are on the same mission here, Shaman Durek, and you're doing it in your way and I'm doing it in my way, but same end goal. And to come together on your podcast, to have this conversation today was such a gift. And I'm so grateful for you being in my life. So I love you as well. And thank you. I love you too, everyone. Jessica Zwelg, thank you so much. Amazing. Tribe, don't forget to go out there and get that book. Pre-order that book, get it, have it on your shelf. It's time to up-level your lives. And I'm so happy to have such a powerful woman to guide us to do so. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I'm super excited that we've had the amazing Jessica Zweig on Ancient Wisdom today. She is such a powerful force. I mean, my goodness, this woman is next level. I mean, first of all, I can't begin to tell you like how she just navigates things so easily and effortlessly when it comes to just moving through the nonsense and the drama. I mean, she's been through so much, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's a walk in a park for her. But what I do love and admire is how she handles it with grace. Because, you know, that has to speak for something about a person's character, right? If they are a person who's going through life and they have difficulties and they flip out and they lose it and so forth, especially when you have men like making passes at you and not respecting you and putting their hand in front of your face to shut you up, that's the rudest thing I've ever heard and so despicable and so disgusting and vile to disrespect women like that. It's just, it's not okay on any level. And the way that she handled herself through that process I have to say, is really, really special. You know, it's really special. And she she just brings a whole nother level of relatability and connection to women and women entrepreneurs and really helping them to be able to really dig their heels in, literally, and like say, no, no, I'm a boss lady and it's okay for me to be who I am and I'm not going to play small and I'm not going to like, you know, beg to you to get accepted in the world of, of branding and, and, and business and whatever it is that you choose to do. And her being such a Forbes expert and bringing about that level of clarity, it just, it really, really supports, you know, the things that we're talking about. And, you know, and I think that if we are to access this level of intelligence, you know, from the perspective of how one goes into the workplace and how they handle themselves as a woman with all of, you know, 
the, the things that they have to deal with when it comes to the parts of men that are still not mature enough to be comfortable with a woman in her power and a woman who has ability to have vision and who's smart and intellectual and creative and innovative to be able to create a, a partnership or a union to share ideas, but instead is still threatened by that is just really, really unfortunate. You know, there's, there's this level of understanding that, you know, when you are this type of woman like she is coming into this world and building yourself up and going into companies and, you know, working in this high powered world, going into boardrooms and so forth, you know, you have to be able to have that level of resilience to be able to move through it. Because if you don't, then you're not going to be able to move through it because you're going to find a lot of obstacles and those obstacles are going to weigh you down and make you want to give up and quit. And what I love about her story is that it really is there to fortify women who are listening to realize like, hey, you know what? You don't have to quit just because these things happen. You still have to utilize everything you've got and make that the fuel that amplifies you, that that launches you to continue. It's literally like basically saying that if those things are happening, keep going, right? And I love that she acknowledged that aspect and really brought that, you know, out because there's if we continue to operate in this in society in a way where as soon as something happens, you you know, you um you go into a space of just disconnection, right? Uh, from yourself because of other people's views of you or how they may handle you, um, then on the, on a real level, you're not going to be able to create the kind of life you want to create, right? Because in that moment, you're going to find yourself being so caught up in your need to uh, meet everyone's approval, you know, and it's unfortunate because we are at a time right now where women really need to feel supported in the workplace, but also in their lives in general. And so it's really nice um, to have someone like, you know, Jessica coming in and giving you information about branding, but not from a place of I'm only going to give you tips and then you have to take this expensive course and then you have to do this other course, you have to do this other course. But she's like, no, you know what? I'm going to give you the whole buffet. I'm going to lay out the beautiful fine linen and I'm going to dress the table and bring the most amazing, uh, beautiful meals of intellect to you so that you can nourish yourself with what you need so that you can be very powerful in what you do. You know, I mean, she is literally teaching people how to get into a space where you can be that powerful person with your message in the world, you know, and she's teaching people from what she's experienced and how she's launched her business by sending emails out to networks and posting on Facebook and doing all the things that she did. She's gone through all of that to get to the cream of the crop so that you don't have to go through all of that, right? And it's this, you know, and it's important that when you're getting advice from someone that you're getting advice from someone who is not thinking about just making a profit off you. They really want to see you succeed, you know? And I think having someone like her, you know, who has, who was really into her business, 
you know, with the magazine and, you know, the whole thing about, you know, the cheeky Chicago, you know, going into, you know, the restaurants, the nightlife, the fashion, the fitness, you know, and she was the girl about town, but then really getting into her understanding of her life and really getting in to understanding how she got to sit at tables with massive Fortune 500 brands who, you know, became her clients and built campaigns for Nike and Skinny Girl cocktails and, you know, and just really realizing that her passion and who she is is to really build brands. So when she left Cheeky Girl Chicago to launch Simply Be, it was about her honoring her truth, her authenticity to just be instead of always doing the rat race or chasing or doing whatever she felt she had to do or we call the hustle, which we always say alignment over hustle, right? And so she found that superpower and she was able to, you know, realize that the superpower was her personal brand, which is her and being and just being in that space of just being you and that authenticity, you know, and she built the whole business around it. And what it did was it gave her ability to understand, you know, how to take things from nothing and build them from just being well aware of yourself, which I think is really cool. And also understanding that when, you know, when you blend all of the tactics and, and strategic things that really work and all the things that you're doing, you know, in the world um, based on your authenticity and all the things that you've been experiencing throughout your life, you bring that into your brand, Right that's when you actually get to really see what that is. And her mission and her statement was very clear. You know, when you simply be, when you give yourself the permission to just simply be yourself, you give everything else around you the permission to do the same. So, you know, people are really hungry to be free. They're hungry to be truly who they are. And this isn't just the life behind the scenes with her friends and her family, but it's in her work too. But it's also the mission of her bringing that to humanity in her work, to be able to give people an opportunity to see themselves and how they can build their brands from who they are, not who they think they should be or who they think they should copy because this person has so many followers and this person is making this kind of money and this person is doing this. But literally, who are you and why are you, right? And so, you know, the word pivot is almost the new normal. Instead, what she is about is preferring you to use the word innovate, right? And to, to really think you know, that people who are feeling the pressure of pivoting versus going after the opportunity to innovate is giving you an ability to think outside of the box because pivoting to innovation, innovation is creating something out of nothing, whereas pivoting is finding some kind of way to, you know, to keep yourself going, but it's not coming into an innovative state. And that's what she all represents is getting into that space. So, You know, she believes that when you get back to the basics of really thinking about, you know, what um, you are and what you want to give versus what you can get, this is how you truly build the right type of business. And this is how you connect into a space where you can be this thought leader, this, you know, businesswoman, this powerhouse, this person, because you're not wanting to be like anyone else but you. 
And so her whole brand, you know, just being, right, opens up a great doorway for so many people to really understand themselves. So when you're operating in that that awareness, right, and you're operating in the awareness of yourself, it's easier for you to build a brand. And it's easier for you to build a brand because it's coming from a place of authenticity, right? So, so what she teaches clients is exactly how to build their brand identity and brand strategy. And as a thought leader in the way she operates um, through the branding identity and how to position themselves in the target market of their competitors and how to identify the competitive landscape, what it looks like, as well as identifying their target audience, which is really important, especially when you're building your brand, knowing who is the people who are going to be into what you're doing. Who are the people who are going to listen to your message? Who are the people who are going to spend time wanting to get involved in your company because you offer something that they really need to bring in their life in an authentic way, not in a forceful way. So, you know, it's really important. So as she's, you know, talking about this, you know, you want to be able to understand that The depth of yourself has to be seen in everything that you do. It can't be fake anymore because people don't want to see fake. They want to see real people, real stories, real messages, real heart. And that's that's an important thing, you know. And, you know, what she thinks is it's now time where the choices that you make as a CEO or an organization will be how you are remembered, not by everything that you, you glorify in yourself, but it's it's the choices you make and the authenticity that you show up with. So the important thing is to have a brand, right, that is bringing that message very clearly and very strong and not operating from a place of scarcity or fear or me first, but operating from the idea of service. And so that you'll be remembered for that. But if you rise up, And you understand that the true act of anything is the generosity of spirit that comes when you connect with customers and you connect with your employees and you begin to bring a service that is for the greater good, right? Because that's what we need right now on the planet. And so for CEOs internally, when it comes to your team and keeping them engaged, what she talks about is that you have to believe and you have to be committed into their path as well. Not just what you want for your business, but you have to be very much about the people who are in the business and the customers and everyone you deal with. You want to make sure that they feel inspired, that they feel good, that they feel they're coming from their authentic place. and then. From there, you have a very strong value, a very strong ethic. And what that does is gives you the ability to access the highest level of return because people trust you. And when people trust you, they become loyal to you. And when they're loyal, they realize that you are coming from a place of really wanting to see if it's a product you're putting out there or if it's you know something that you're putting out there as far as a service or anything that you're doing, even if it's technology, whatever it is, whatever your company is, whatever your product is, whatever your your image is, that you're doing it from a place of the heart. And I think that's a beautiful thing when it comes to our world. 
and how we operate. Because if we continue to operate in a space where we just want to make money off of people and we just want to see the profit, you know, go up and we want to see, you know, the bank accounts fill up and we're not really concerned about how people are interacting with the product, with the service or how we're presenting ourselves to them with the knowledge and information we have to share then we're just really polluting more things in our universal um, sphere of consciousness. Because, you know, if we are to continue to thrive as a, a species on this planet, we have to start being aware of the authenticity and also the sustainability. And that means looking out for the people looking out for their needs, looking for ways to simplify things for them so that they're able to understand how to facilitate these products or ideas or concepts into their life that can make their lives better. Not just better, but really better, like really better. Like it eases something in their life that didn't ease before because of what you're bringing. And what I love about her passion and what I love about her story is you see this this beautiful, amazing woman who is still so humble and kind and loving, but also fierce and powerful and boss lady and wears it with a new energy, not I'm going to come in the office and dictate to everyone and I'm going to dictate and I'm going to be more about the margins and I'm going to be focusing on all of those things. But instead, she comes in with heart. And she comes in with heart to connect to heart, to connect with heart, to connect with heart so that everyone is in this beautiful alignment of why they're there and what kind of company they're, they're working for. And the customers know what, what they're getting because they see how she is doing things in the way that she interacts with her own employees, within her own self. And within the business. And this gives people a feeling of safety and security when they are asking for your services or your products because they know that you've taken the care and the nurturing because you nurture and care for yourself. And when you show that and you emulate that from your being, you know, it gives people a solid foundation in which to trust you on because they know they're safe and they know that whatever they put their money to, their time or their energy into, that they're getting from someone who really cares about them and doesn't just see them as another number. And I think that's really important. And I think we need to be mindful of those things so that we can move forward with more grace in our lives and we can move forward with an understanding that it's about the people. It's always gonna be about the people and the more we recognize that and focus on that instead of just making a profit, we're going to build solid relationships and long lasting connections with so many people who are going to be loyal to us as we are loyal to them. So I really enjoyed this conversation with her and please, please, please go check out her new book. It's a beautiful, amazing book that is just filled with so much information and gives you everything you need to know so that you are literally knowing how to step into that space where you can brand and connect in a way that gives you the power in your hands so you're not coming at it from a very codependent place 
and you're actually understanding that you have the ability to create a new understanding of what it means to connect and create a new way. So I'm really excited for everyone to go out and get her new book and to witness such an amazing being who's gathered all this information so that way you can simply be. So I love you. And please, please, please remember that this is the time to really step in to being a person who is creating new ideas and new ways to understand. So please go get her book, A No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your Net Worth by Simply Being You. Bye. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all of that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. 
And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit. Stay lit.